Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports. Oh, this is so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the nose <laughs> test didn't? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the Radio.com app. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080TheFan.com. Hour two! If it's anything from hour one, uh, just go download the podcast. It's uh, available at 1080TheFan.com. Social media, regular media, mm. uh, by mail, radio.com, yep. radios, uh, dot coms. It's you, available everywhere that you can find podcasts. You'll Look also, behind that bush. Yeah. Podcast. You'll also hear our one from three weeks ago in the background really? of a swingers party. Yeah. Anywhere in the Portland metropolitan area. That's very area. true. We were That's able to sell the podcast to a fringe group of swingers yep. who, um, you know, I don't know. I guess they like to hear us during the business, but. The number one podcast for swingers parties. Yes. Yep. There yeah. you go. That's what we were called in that, uh, that huge piece they did on us in Swingers Monthly. That huge piece. Massive. In Swingers Monthly. I did like this text from the text line, 503-250-1080. Super spreader event is right. <laughs> yes. I did not I did not catch the, the double entendre until I saw oh, well that. Done. I was like, ooh, yeah, it was a super spreader event. We also got for a suggestion of what to serve, of course, some fish tacos. Yeah, not a bad, not a terrible suggestion. And then there's a double meaning there, too. I'm still saying barbecue. I don't know if you picked up on that. Yes, I know. Texas-style barbecue. Which you know uh, clearly nothing about. I know a lot about Texas-style barbecue. Like, a lot. Who knows more about Texas-style barbecue? You or Josh Allen? Oh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen looks like he eats barbecue every week. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, hey, the, the reason I bring up Josh Allen, he's playing football today. Did you know that Josh Allen does have the ability to win a playoff game in the NFL? But guess who else does? 
Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Going into last week, the narrative that you were trying to sell our listeners was, is it possible for Josh Allen? Is it possible for Lamar Jackson? Is it possible for these two quarterbacks drafted in 2018, just 2018, just recently, can, will they ever win a playoff game? Well, guess what? They both have. Now they're playing against each other. Legacies out the window. This matchup might be the best of the weekend. Might be the best of the weekend, and I think it might be the easiest to predict for an upset. Will it be that big of an upset if the Ravens win? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. The Bills are the hottest team in the NFL right now, I would say. Even after they did beat the Colts, which admittedly was kind of like a I don't know. I, I don't want to call it like a whatever win in the playoffs because any wild card game you win, it's a win's a win in the NFL. Playoffs, playoff games are yeah, hard. It, yeah. It's what it is. But it's important to note out that the Colts were able to expose Buffalo. Uh, they piled up 472 yards and 27 first downs. They drove into Buffalo's territory on all nine of their drives. So that means every drive Indianapolis had, they had scoring opportunities. Now and take <laughs> Indianapolis's offense in that scenario and then put Lamar Jackson in it. I think they're going to score more times than Indianapolis did in that Are situation. Are you suggesting that Lamar Jackson is more dynamic than Phillip Rivers? I, I'm, yes. <laughs> it's, I know. It's, it's out there. I know. As you get into the red zone, mm. it gets harder to score. You know this to be fact. Sure does. It is more difficult. And a great defense stops teams from scoring. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares about the amount of yardage you pile up if you don't win the football game. That's always one of the biggest misnomers in the NFL is, oh, wasn't a great game. They gave up 500 yards of offense. Yeah, it's because they had a 20-point lead the whole game, and all the team trailing did was chuck the ball around the yard trying to catch up. Yes, they got a lot of yards, but did they score enough points to win the game? No. But, moving again... Just take a better offense, sure. which the Ravens are, I would say, objectively. Yes. And replace them with the Colts in that same game because you are going to be playing in Buffalo. And I would like to point out, you're going to be playing a snow game, which, as we talked about in hour one, is more apt for running, which that's what Lamar Jackson does. I think this is the easiest game to call for an upset. And you say, well, how is this an upset? Dude, the Ravens had to pull off five straight wins just to get where they are right now. There was a point in the season during that weird Wednesday game against the Steelers where it was very possible for us to all go, it's just in the year for them. This just in it. Robert Griffin III is at quarterback. I don't think this is the year for the Ravens. Then they have that incredible Monday night game against the Browns. You had the Poo Gate, right? <laughs> Poo Gate. Poo Gate with Lamar Jackson taking a big one and then coming out and throwing a TD. Um, yes. I think they were dead in the water, and now they, they, they've they completely ridden momentum into this game. I think this is the easiest upset to call of the weekend. Okay. I just don't think it's – again, yes, the way that they got here, it was a little bit better for the Bills, and the way that the Ravens had to get here was not as easy. Mm. I understand that. They're both here. So with this game, this is the lowest point spread. I don't think it's that huge of an upset. Mm. Here are your offensive stat – offensive yards leaders, by the way. Oh I well, you love said, stats. Well, you said best offense. I know. I want to hear it. You lay that stat on me. Oh, and then I bet I have a counter stat that's just going to whoop your stat. Well, so go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> well, you <laughs> you said that the objectively the the best the better offense is the the Ravens, right? With Lamar Jackson right now, 
Yes. Okay, so where do you think the Ravens sit as far as total yards? Total compared yards to on the, the season? Yeah, compared to the Colts. Compared to the Colts? Yeah, who had more total yards? You said that objective, the Ravens have a better... Listen, right now, right 472 now. yards, the Colts were able to move the ball, right? That's right, Skip. In last week's games, the 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 better offense only had 400 yards, right? Uh, and that's in the playoffs. On the season, the Colts were 6,000 plus yards. That puts them, I don't know, top middle of the sure. the, the the league. The Ravens had 5,800 yards, puts them uh, way down the list. So they are 10 spots back. 10 Wait, spots. 6,000 to 5,800. Yeah, it's not that. Not that big. Of a that's difference. not that big of a difference. I know, but so that's but that's what I'm saying. It's not that you have one often. They're not better, hmm. but they're, they're about the same. The Bills need to stop them. You need your defense to go and step things up. And the defense was great for Baltimore last week. And you're gonna need to stop Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs if you're gonna win this game as well. So it's not just about moving the ball into the red zone. And once you get into the red zone, it's about scoring. And the the better defenses are the ones that can bend and not break. Uh, one of the things I thought is really interesting about this whole kind of wave for the bills that they're writing at this point is go back to that draft class that Jared, uh, Josh Allen was in. Yes. I wouldn't have picked him. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> out he, of that lineup, here, well, you've got Baker Mayfield playing in the playoffs. Now right. Sam Darnold was the next quarterback taken, right? Josh Allen was seven at, uh, to Buffalo, Josh Rosen, 10 and then Lamar Jackson. So it's out of those who would you have picked? I honestly, I thought Josh Rosen was going to be it. <laughs> I really did because I looked at Baker Mayfield as a quarterback in the pros. And I said, well, there's a lot of glaring problems. One, he doesn't seem very comfortable in the pocket and he's always running out, which it seems like now he's, kind of gotten used to the idea that the Cleveland Browns are a running football teams mm -hmm. and his responsibility is to manage a game and make throws whenever Lamar Jackson. I didn't think this would happen just because I don't know. It just didn't seem like it would fit. He the already NFL. has an MVP. I know he's already got an MVP. Very proven, yeah. very wrong on that. Um, and then when I looked at Sam Darnold, he was probably the second one that I thought like, no, no way he's going to do it. Okay. I, well, you I thought Sam Darnold was garbage, but more than that, I thought Josh Allen would just be a complete bust, and it confused the hell out of me when uh, the Bills moved up to draft him. Yeah. I, but here you go. Joke's on me, man. It took that guy three years, and he's already considered a, not only a franchise quarterback, but quite possibly second best quarterback in the AFC. I mean, you have potentially three guys that could be with these franchises for a very long yeah. time. I mean, if they stay healthy and, and you look at it, you know, from years to come, if they're fixtures in the NFL playoffs, I mean, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, you can put them up there with a lot of draft classes and, and do a lot worse. And Sam Darnold has a brand-new coach in Robert Sala, and you wonder if he will still have a chance to be the Jets quarterback. He's shown minimal flashes, but he could be. Schefter reported this week that the Jets are leaning towards we're going to run with Darnold and see yeah. what happens. Well, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens because you do have an opportunity to get him a an elite left tackle at the number two spot uh, in Penny Sewell. So you wonder if they just go, hey, let's protect the guy and see what we can do. So it's he, his career isn't over. It seems like the only one that's out of that mix is Josh Rosen. Well, one of the important things. What is Josh Rosen doing right now, by the way? What does he do? Uh, he's not in Miami, is he? I don't think Where so. Is he? Is he a free agent? <laughs> I, honestly, I let me see. Rosen, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, he's on the Niners. Is he really? <sighs> that sucks. Wait. 
Yeah. Did he just sign to the Niners or was he? He got not, traded. He was unable to beat out C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins, who played most of the year because Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't stay healthy again. Or no, he was. No, he got signed. Okay. Um. Oh my gosh, he was on the Buccaneers practice squad. God, that's sad. That's ridiculous. How about that? How about that from a draft class? You have a guy that yeah. they're sticking with in, in New York. I mean, he got drafted by the worst team, it certainly feels like, right? Hmm. And then you have three guys playing in the playoffs, and there's Josh Rosen, who thought he was the best and would have told you that he was the best coming out of that draft class happily, and here he is. Well, you remember one time we were um, – this may have been like two years back. We were talking about um, we were talking about Rosen at training camp, and there was that story that came out about him that, like – he had during a play, like during install day, He's screaming at people. No, no, he wasn't screaming. He had like, he was at the line of scrimmage and then he, Oh, he just stopped. Yeah. He realized like, Oh wait, I don't know what I'm doing. And he just stopped the play and like went with the OC and like tried to figure it out. And I remember at the time you and I both were like, wow, that's such maturity. <laughs> so mature. That's so mature to just admit that when you're wrong, you're yeah. wrong and you got to kind of fix it and everything. And retrospect, I think of it like, well, that's not good. Like you should know what's going on. <laughs> like I respect the ability to be objective and to be honest with people, but at the same time, like you're an NFL quarterback now, you should probably know what's going on at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you're gonna need to step it up there, yeah. champ. Uh, yeah, not not a great look. God, that knowing what we know now, um, I don't know. Let's just cross our fingers that uh, Josh Rosen uh, makes a full recovery and becomes the greatest NFL quarterback of all time. That would be a story. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of reclamation projects, and there's a lot of successful reclamation projects. But I think that with those, there's always, like, a silver lining to it. You know what I mean? Like, Jameis Winston, people still give him, like, the benefit of the doubt that he could have a great reclamation project because you see how many great touchdown throws that he made. Of course, along with every single one of those was an interception. A terrible interception. Not just And for every great touchdown, there's a terrible interception. But, like, it's really hard for me to see the silver lining with dudes like Darnold and Rosen in that, like, the playmaking ability that made uh, Darnold so easy to draft from SC, it's completely gone now in the NFL. Like, there's no... There's no semblance of it whatsoever. And I don't know if that's a symptom of the Jets or just the fact that, like, the dude seeing ghost and his, ghosts and his confidence is just yeah. completely dry. Well, I'd like to congratulate you because I just made you a GM of an NFL franchise. Tight. I have to apologize because they do not have a quarterback. No. Oh. I give you two choices. Dwayne Haskins or Josh Rosen. Who are you taking? Who am I? Your NFL team without a quarterback. Dude, that that's loaded. <laughs> you got to tell me who I am. Your running game is middle of the pack. Your defense is really good. Uh, I don't know. You've got one really great wide receiver give and a me, decent tight end. Yeah, give me Haskins because at least he's <laughs> like, well, no, Rosen <laughs> Rosen played first string snaps, didn't he, in his he first year? Some reps. Yeah, I think he did. Well, yeah. I don't know. Give me Haskins. He has more experience. Oh, boy. I mean, I know he's a nightmare. See, that's the other thing. Like. <laughs> I, I got to know which team I'm on because then I got to know about the culture. Like, like if you put me on the Steelers say, right, like I'll probably go with Rosen because Haskins won't fit in. Sure. But then like you give me the Jags and it's like, I don't really care what happens. <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> give me Haskins. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares yeah. what happens? Dude, if I get a job, like if I'm Urban Meyer and I got that job on the Jacksonville Jaguars and I know that my window is say like five years to do anything. 
oh, I'm throwing everything at it. And I sure. don't care. And anybody can tell me otherwise about like, no, don't make that decision. I'm just middle fingering them right in the face. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> it's five years. I'm getting paid $12 million a year, man. This is this, this is two of the last three drafts. This is your number 10 pick of 2018, and this is your number 15 pick of 2019. And you're going, ah, no way. Uh, ah. Whatever. Just how quickly it how quickly it changes. Uh, all right, your next NFL game. You ready for this? I think another 2018 quarterback. Oh, it's uh, it's Baker Mayfield. This is surprising to me, but there's a lot of people. There's a question on the fan text line 503-250-1080. Is it frowned upon to be drinking a Bloody Mary while listening to this show? My question is, is it frowned upon to be drinking a Bloody Mary while being the host of this show? I would like a Bloody Mary right now. I probably should make myself one. You're drunk. Not yet. I'm surprised the 1080 The Fan Studio does not have a wet bar. When they go through and do remodels, I think that's a must-have. I'll throw that I don't think it. that's a must-have. I just, you and I can disagree on that. Well, I, I just want to point out, the last time you got drunk in the studio, uh, we were treated to this gym. Wasn't he the white Jordan? He is black. <laughs> you remember that conversation? You had some beer guy in here, and you had like three beers in 15 minutes. And you spent the last two segments just saying ridiculous stuff. How does that compare this with included. wasn't he the white Jordan? He is black. How does that how does that compare with the normal flow of the show? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's more structure to the uh, to the to the vomit that is this show when Whoa. we're not drunk. The vomit <laughs> that is this show. That's how you describe this to people. This show is like. Sports vomit and uh, and um, what I would say, probably like, probably like quasi sexual curiosity, because we just talked about buffets at swinger parties and what you would serve. Someone did suggest that uh, swingers parties are potluck. So, is that a joke? What? Oh, is that for real? I actually uh, don't get the joke. Okay, well, we'll move on. Well, why don't you explain N- it? No. <laughs> I can't focus on anything until I know what the joke is. No, um, we're moving on because we have to talk about football. It is it, th- This show is fun wins. It's not sports it's sports vomit. Fun is undefeated. Center of the state, sports vomit. Except we have a bunch of ties for when Luke goes camping and we can't do the show. <laughs> Wait, what now? That's a tie. Fun doesn't win that day. No. It doesn't lose, though. It's a push. It's just a tie. It's fun pushes. Um, 12.05 tomorrow. What are you doing? In the TV. Yeah? Chilling by the TV. Browns at Chiefs. Mm. Now, it's showing me on this uh, television, or uh, not television, it's a uh, computer screen in front of me, that the Chiefs are installed as a 10-point favorite. That means a lot of people putting their money where their mouth is, and saying that uh, the Chiefs are going to win this game. But for some reason, I keep hearing people trying to convince me the Browns are going to win. Will, are you giving the Cleveland Browns, led by Baker Mayfield, a puncher's chance against the defending Super Bowl champions and former, current, not former, MVP, former MVP, Patrick Mahomes? MVP. 
Uh, perhaps. Maybe perhaps. a little bit. Perhaps. Um, Ooh, interesting. Something to point to. Rams rank seventh in offensive efficiency, while Kansas City ranks, uh, ranks last in rushing defense efficiency per football outsiders. But then there's also something else to think about. What is the narrative every single time you want to beat the Chiefs? Like, every team that comes into a game against the Chiefs, what is the thing that all these football dudes at big boards say they that that team needs to do to beat them? They need to outscore them? No. Stop Patrick Mahomes. Got to keep the ball out of Patrick oh, Mahomes' hands. You, you got to keep oh, the ball that's... out of their hands. You just got to keep the offense off the field. That's the best bet oh, you got. Keep the off- that, is, that is the one you hear, yes. Keep the offense off the field. Five opponents this season, including the Chargers, Patriots, Raiders, Broncos, and Panthers, have all possessed the ball more than the Chiefs in their matchups. Only the Raiders won. Yeah. And that's it. And that I would like to call a fluke. <laughs> That was a weird game, and I don't know why the Raiders won that game. Yeah. So that whole— that, You can say that about every Raiders win this year. Sure, yes. Okay. Just make sure. Uh, but, you know, that whole kind of notion, right, that you just keep the ball away from them long enough and you'll be able to score, that was all conceived when the Patriots played them in the AFC title game in 2018. I think it was 2018. When they played them there, yep. that's what Belichick did. The thing everybody's forgetting is it's Bill Friggin' Belichick and it's Tom Brady— and not only were they able to keep the ball away, but they were able to keep their offense on the field for very long amounts of time because yeah. they were very good at getting creative in the running game. Now, that's the glimmer of hope that you could have with the Browns, right? Their running game is incredible. Kareem Hunt blowing through three dudes to get into the end zone last week against the Steelers, put them up 28-0 to zero in the first quarter. That right there, I was like, okay, I think the Browns might be legit actually moving forward into the playoffs. And that's their second best running back. That's their second best, right? <laughs> he truly is, too. He's very good. Yeah. Nick Chubb. But Nick Chubb's insane. He's a monster. So, I mean, if that's what you want to ride on for how they could win this game, sure, there's that. But there's also the case that the Browns are still missing a bunch of dudes. They yeah. do get Kevin Stefanski back, though. It's nice to have your head coach back. It's, yeah. it's, it's you know... Great to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns after you win a playoff game. I wonder how bittersweet it is that he didn't get to be there for it. Does suck. Also in front of no fans and all the elements that go with that. Now, they would have been Pittsburgh fans because Pittsburgh won the division. But still, just having, you know Cleveland Browns fans would have found a way to be in that stadium and be there to celebrate it. But, I, you know, I, I don't know how to feel about this game. It's funny because the NFL playoffs have a way of getting everybody excited about the teams you just watched play. The the drive in, I'm listening, uh, and they're talking about, you know, the Browns, the hottest team in football, the Ravens, the hottest team in football, the Bills, the hottest team in football. Everybody that won last week is now the hottest team in football. And they're 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 coming off of a a, bu- a huge uh franchise defining win. Okay. They won a playoff game. Nobody's on a hot streak right now, and nobody's on a cold streak. Everybody is here for a reason. The two teams that get overlooked in this whole thing are the two teams that didn't play last week because we have this recency bias where we just watched that first quarter of the Browns game where it's like, man, they were unstoppable. Yeah, you know what? The Steelers kept coming back in that game, and if the clock was still running, who knows what the score would be? Let me also just point out that you had a depleted secondary in the Browns who, yes, they scored 28 points right off the bat. They have 28 to nothing before. They were two minutes left in the first quarter. But imagine any team in that instance where literally in the NFL, if you're up 28 to zero in the first quarter, like – 
anyone. I don't care. You can even say this with the Chiefs. You're holding serve. Like, yeah. that's what you're doing most of the rest of the game. And I have to give Browns credit. Like, I think they did a pretty good job of holding serve against another team with a wily veteran uh, behind center and an offense that literally at that point just had nothing to lose. Yeah. But like, how many five wide sets were they going in uh, after the first quarter just saying, like, screw it. Yeah. Let's throw the ball. That's what, you, see what, that's what you have to do. But the... the the idea that the better team always wins in the NFL is, I think, misleading. We watch a game and go, well, if they would have played that 100 times, the Browns would have won all of those. Mm. Did you see how they beat them? Mm-hmm. No, that's not necessarily true. They won on that given day, so they get a chance to play another game. It doesn't mean that they're an unstoppable force. It doesn't mean because this, the Chiefs are sitting there waiting. Football is one of those games where what happens from play to play just changes the entire trajectory of a team. If, if you lose one player on the Kansas City Chiefs and it's named Patrick Mahomes, dude, that's it. Maybe they still win the game, but that changes everything that you can go and do. Who's so Mahomes' backup? Is it, I don't even know right now. It's, uh, it's Henny because he played uh, the, the week uh, 17 game. It's Chad Henny. So if you bring in Chad Henney, is he doing the same things Patrick Mahomes does? No. Can they still win the game? Yes, of course they can. The NFL is play to play. And if you get a 28-point lead, yes, the Steelers had to do different things. The Steelers beating the Colts at the end of the regular season when they probably shouldn't have was kind of the same scenario where it's just like, all right, spread it out, check it out over the yard. We've got a veteran quarterback. We can do it. But if you think the Browns are definitely going to win because of how well they played against the Steelers last week, you're wrong. If you think the Chiefs are unstoppable because they won the Super Bowl last year, you're wrong. Just sit and watch a game. It should be a fun one. How old's Chad Henney, you think? Chad Henney is 38. 35. Okay. Chad Henney feels like 45. <laughs> sure. It feels like he's been around forever. You yeah. know which team he was on? He was on that Michigan team that lost to Appalachia State. Yeah. What? Oh, you see? <laughs> yes. He was their wow. starting quarterback. Jeez. Chad Henney feels like he's been there for yeah, he's been around a long forever. Time. Yeah. Gosh. See, this is the job I wish I would have gotten into. Backup quarterbacking? Yeah. Perpetual <laughs> backup quarterback. Like who else had that? Like Jeff Charlie Gar- Whitehurst still in the league. Yeah, right? Like Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia had this too, where like he could just literally yeah, but he started every once in a while. Henny yeah. has how many games has Chad Henney started in his NFL career? Doesn't matter. I know, but he's a locker room. But guy. Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Started a lot of football games, played a lot for San Francisco, and he got a couple of second chances. Didn't he play in Detroit and somewhere else? I think so. Yeah. Let's see how many games Chad Henney started in his NFL career. Probably not a lot. I don't even know where he got drafted. Uh, when he Dolphins or something? Or am I thinking uh, Chad Pennington in, in Dolphins uniform? They're all Chads at this point. Well, yeah, but he spent time with the Dolphins. So Chad Henney is currently a chief. Yeah, he started in Miami in 2008. Games started. Well, in Miami, started quite a few. A couple of years, 13, 14. Games started in his career, 54. Was that the time where they were running the Wildcat? Uh, might have been, yeah, with yeah. Cadillac and Ronnie Brown. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so he's he's been in the league, uh, let's see, how many years is that? Uh, so 11 years, 54 games. That's awesome, dude. That yeah. is so cool. For 11 years, that guy's been picking up over a million-dollar checks. <laughs> yeah, dude, why That's not? insane. The what? fact that now he the, the risk of him getting seriously injured is like, below 10%. Man, but if somebody comes off the sideline and runs into him and he's looking at his clipboard too <laughs> intently, he could really get hurt. That's how you break legs. Yeah, exactly. That sounds dangerous. 
Um, all right, one more game. We've got one more game, Will. It's the it's the third time these teams are meeting. This is this is the oldest quarterback matchup in playoff history. Are you ready to tell me it's hard to beat a team three times? No. Okay. Strange things happen the third time teams play. I have the sexiest stat to disprove that. Sweet. Just friggin' felt, dude. At Saints. Tom Brady at Drew Brees. We discuss after this Sports Center update. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. Uh, somebody submitting to the greatest backup quarterback jobs out there. So Chad Henney started in 2008, but uh, didn't play last year. Uh, didn't play in 2019, so he has 11 years tenure. Chase Daniel, 11-year NFL career. Guess how many starts he has? Four. Five. Yes. How about that? That's a pretty good guess. That's not bad. You play 11 years in the NFL. Uh, and then I looked up uh, longest career for a backup quarterback without a single start. Okay. Is that care, him? Care to guess? Uh, ooh. Uh, was he recently retired or still active? Uh, so I'm not sure what year he retired, but I, I wonder if you. He, when did he play? He played in the in the 2000s. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. And it's what again? The backup that so never got a start. He never got a start. Had, yeah, he, he played uh, six years and never got a single start. Backup quarterback. Six NFL seasons. Uh, let me go with who's the Seahawk guy? I'll just, I'll give you credit if you say who he backed up. Uh, Russell Wilson. Nope. Oh. No, because they've kind of floated through because they have Geno Smith in there. I now. thought it was Jackson. They, what was his face? Uh, they had Seneca Wallace. They had uh, Seneca Wallace started. I remember. Um, oh yeah, Jackson. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't around very long. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of backup. Do you remember? Well, you wouldn't know because he never played. Right. But do you remember the name Jim Sorgi? Oh gosh, <laughs> Jim Sorgi. <laughs> Six years, not a single start. Backing up Peyton Manning. God, he that, he played in the two thousand. Six years. Well, he's behind Patrick. He's behind Peyton Manning. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought Jim Sorgi was much older for some reason. No, yeah, six NFL career, at uh, six NFL uh, seasons, not a single start. Uh, that's a that's a Reddit uh, redditor put that how, on. How much did he? How much money did he? Do? <laughs> Let's see how much money Jim. Yeah, Sorgi. I want to see that because I, I gotta tell you, man, Dude, that right there is probably one of the best situations you could fall ass backwards into. Uh, Jim Sorgi's salary over six seasons, uh, $3.7 million. Career earnings, it says 4. Point, kind of goes back and forth. It says 4.9 4. or uh, or 3.7. Over how long? Uh, over six, seven. It says seven years here, but he was done playing in 2010, so... I don't That's know. low. Yeah. Well, he, wait a minute. He never made it on the field. So his he was making one hundred seventy five thousand dollars when he started. So okay. The, so the so league minimum. Yeah. League and he minimum. made league minimum every single year after that. Yeah, I guess so. Didn't make okay. A now that kind of sucks. Three point seven million dollars though to never have to just hang out with Peyton Manning in the quarterback room. I guess. Well, I mean, if I'm comparing that situation to say like Chase Daniel. Or to, you know, some of these texts are saying uh, Matt Moore is another good one who yeah. just didn't really have to do anything. Or Chad Henney in this case. Sure. Like, yeah, I'd rather have them than never starting and then only coming out with $3 million. Now, again, $3 million is still uh, transformational money for your life. But um, 
I'd rather have like 20 million over a career. Sure. Matt Moore, 11 year career. Guess how many starts? Uh, give me 10. 32 oh, wow. starts. He uh, had a year in Miami of uh, 12 oh, that's starts. Right. Yep. So, yeah, and then a couple years in Carolina, he had five each. And what was his earnings? In those years. I don't have his earnings in front of me. Well, now I have reference. to find No, it. you don't. Let's talk football. We are talking Buccaneers football. Buccaneers at Saints. Tom Brady, does he have the magic? You had a stat. You had a stat that refutes the idea that it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. Let's start there. What's... what? What's the record going in for these two teams against each other? Matt Moore, $23.3 million over his career. Um, so, wait, Matt Moore better than Jim Sorge? <laughs> By the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great for this. Yeah. So, well, let's do people know that the better team here is the Saints? They know. Okay. Teams looking to be an opponent for a third time have accomplished this 14. Out of 22 times that this has happened in NFL history, where a team, two teams will play each other three times in one year. Wow. Those odds raised from 64 to 75% when looking at instances since 2008. So you've got a 75% chance that Drew Brees and the Saints dethrone Tom Brady's yes. run. Now, here's my question. How many times has Tom Brady been that team on the losing side of it? Probably never. And does that factor in at all? How many times has Tom Brady been on the losing side of that Ooh. while being Ooh. on the interesting New England Patriots? Well, let's look at uh, let's look at some Jets seasons, shall we? By the way, those three instances uh, include, or um, the most recent instances include, the Pittsburgh Steelers sweeping the Ravens in 08, Cowboys sweeping the Eagles in 09, and then. The Saints sweeping the Panthers in 2017. So there's no, because the Jets went to a couple wild card or uh, um, what do you call them? AFC championship games, 2009, 2010, back to back famously, right? Yeah. But neither of those times did Rex Ryan's team beat the Patriots three times. I guess not. Okay. Well, they would have played them three times and beaten them in the playoffs. So Tom Brady has lost in third matchups. We know that, but not been swept. Yes, he hasn't been swept, but again, it's the important thing of pointing out. Tom Brady on the Patriots has never been swept. Now, this Tom Brady, the Tom Brady of old, the Tom Brady who inexplicably somehow looks tan in the winter. <laughs> um, yeah, well, he's in Tampa. That's how you do it. You live in Florida. He doesn't have time to go tanning. Yeah, but he's outside in Florida. The sun Does is he? still out. Shh. <laughs> Um, they have kind of started to dip into the pot of what the Patriots were doing later in Tom Brady's stint there, which is bring eight, bring nine guys into the box and yep. protect the hell out of him. And it's going to work this time. I don't know how effectively against the Saints team that arguably, like you had just said, is probably better than the Buccaneers overall. Yep. But it will work better because of the fact that you have Mike Evans, who seems to be okay since the whole knee thing, and Antonio Brown that seems to be catching on to the offense and playing better. You also have Gronk as a safety net for the most part, and also some pretty good seams up the middle. So the, the Buccaneers are basically taking the playbook from the Patriots all those last five years that Brady was there, which is just protect him at all costs. Yeah, give him enough it, time to make a decision. It does not matter. Throw Leonard Fournette back there, give him 30 carries and go play action and see what happens. And so if they can do that effectively, I will give them uh, the win in this case. But I will say the last time... 
that the Saints beat them, which I think was 38 to 3. Yeah. Was that or was that the first time? Ooh, I don't have That's the one thing I have to look up. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um yes. The last time that they whooped on them 38 to 3, that was a completely different team. I think that you're going to see something completely different in this division game with the Bucks, though. Well, very close game. Very close game yeah. can go either way. I, it's it's the playoffs. It's Tom Brady. It's one of those things that you have to go. He does not have the benefit of having Bill Belichick, even though this probably is a better football team than he's been on the last however many years. Oh, yeah. uh, and then just uh, to go back, because I was pulling it up. So in 2010, the Jets beat the Patriots 28-14 in week two, mm. lost to the Patriots on December 6th, um, 45-3. to and then boy, they, that sounds eerily similar. And then the uh, and then the Jets came back uh, and beat them twenty eight twenty one in the divisional round. So Brady has played a team three times and lost in the playoffs, but they whooped them up uh, the second meeting in the regular season. Just so you know. How long do you think Bruce Arians stays around there? Um, you know, I don't really know because it's my assertion that if they win a Super Bowl, he retires immediately, and they call it good. Yeah. I think they literally brought Everybody. him in there, hired gun style, and just said, we just need you to win a Super Bowl. That's it. I don't know, man. It'd be hard to leave if you have a Super Bowl. If, if Brady's coming back, I think I think that those two go in lockstep. Uh, if, they, mm. if they win. If they win. If they lose, then Tampa Bay can make a decision if they want to bring in a different head coach. But I think if uh, if they win, then Brady's like, yeah, just come on. Let's just ride, ride my coattails, my, my, my man. Let's uh, go win some football games. I think there's also something to be said about the relationship between uh, Arians and Brady that's developed over this past season. Because I remember early reports coming out of camp was all that, like, Bruce Arians was just being real with him. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's really not that good anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I have to actually restructure my offense around Tom yeah. Brady, and it's a pain in the ass, but, like, it's and still going to be fine. And he'd say stuff in the media and yeah. be like, oh, Brady's never had this, but, oh, my God, how's he going to handle criticism? But it seems like Brady's kind of, like, taking it at face value. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, he's right. I mean. Well, sure. Yeah. I, well, he'd be an idiot not to restructure his offense around me. I'm the best quarterback of all time. If you want to keep me alive, it'll get you a win when we need it. And if they beats the saints, uh, you know, do Brady against Rogers or Brady against do they get the Rams again? Well, take it from the saints angle as well. I mean, this it's pretty rumored that this is it. This yeah, is Drew Brees' very, last season that, you know, true. it would take heaven and earth to really get him back one more time. And as you can see from the decline in his play, because there is a decline in his play. Sure. That that Bears game was messy. Boy. Well, that's staying healthy too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know he's been so beat up over the last couple of years. So yeah, this this one will definitely be one to watch. It's a great nightcap. Uh, we will look into it a little bit deeper. We'll tell you what to watch this weekend in a segment we call "What to Watch." Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan, and Radio Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel. Avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out of touch father of twin girls Luke Anderson. 
here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, it is divisional round weekend. It was super wild card weekend last week. It's not super divisional round weekend, is it? It's... What's a D? What's a D word for good or exciting? Delightful. Delight. That's it. It's a delightful divisional round weekend. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so well, it's just gonna be nice. Ah, we got a delightful divisional round weekend uh, coming up. We've got some delightful matchups. We've got some, some delightful games. Uh, All about football. It's gonna be great. Uh, Rams at Packers. Ravens at Bills. Browns at Chiefs. Bucks at Saints. If you could only watch one game, what would it be? Bills, uh, Bills, Ravens. Bills, Ravens. You love the Ravens games. You picked them last week. Uh, I picked this one just because there's going to be a huge matchup between two running quarterbacks. One who runs out of necessity and the other who's just part of his identity. That's what he does. Bro. 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 That's yeah. Josh Allen. Also, there's something to look at, too, with uh, Baltimore's RPO game. Uh, the fact that uh, according to Sports Info Solutions, the Bills played zone at the NFL's 11th highest rate. Ooh. Why don't Do you know what defense the Ravens specifically run a lot? Cover zero. Ooh. Cover zero against the zone typically doesn't work out very well. Because if you're sending everybody and having man matchups on the outside, it's yeah. very easy to find the mismatch. Well, so that's what I'm watching. All righty. I'm going to watch the old guy matchup. And uh, I don't know how many years Tom Brady has left. And you mentioned it before. It's going to be very interesting to see how um, how much Drew Brees has left in the tank. Because this mm. is kind of a throw everything in. Um, but I'm going to watch the Saints and what they do around Drew Brees. That offense, Alvin Kamara had uh, a Christmas day to be remembered with six touchdowns. They put Taysom Hill in there. You got Michael Thomas who got paid all that money. It hasn't really been that great this year. I'm going to watch everybody else on the offense and how much they prop up a quarterback who basically is the face of this franchise for the last you know, decade and a half. Um, and can they win one for Drew Brees, not with Drew Brees? So that is what I'm going to be watching. We didn't get to talk about the Nickelodeon game. No, we didn't, and I definitely wanted to talk about the Nickelodeon game, but um, we, we can talk about that later because I think this is a trend that will uh, continue. Because you were saying, you're talking about the Golf Network. Yeah. And you're mentioning how, you know, the Golf Network is just golf all the time, whatever. Dude, this is where television is going, man, is there's 10 different ways to watch the only thing that matters, which is live sports. Um, interesting because you mentioned Taysom Hill. Yeah. And we played audio, audio of it on the morning show that – like when Taysom Hill got hurt and it was pretty obvious he had a concussion. What now? Uh, you had the Nickelodeon broadcast of that? I can't find it right now. Ouch. But they basically listed it as he's injured, he's hurt, he's going over to the tent. That's eh, similar to scraping your knee. Yeah. You scrape your knee, you get back up, you get back in the game. <laughs> that's was, what they said. I yeah, was, that's all. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I'd explain it like that. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, uh, a lot of years later, uh, your knee really hurts. But in this case, it's its head. So, you know, he's probably going to have, uh, you know, just blackout rage. And uh, he might run through a wall. You know, just like scraping your knee. Make sure that whoever you marry, you guys are wealthy so that you can build a panic room. Yep. For when you do lose absolute control, family members can go hide. You want to have some padding. Um, 
So we know that you're going to have one young guy and one old guy win this weekend because you've got matchups. So the one that you picked, you've got that from the 2018, from the 2018 draft. Uh, you've got uh, you've got Josh Allen against Lamar Jackson from the uh, the 1904 draft. You've got Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So we've got old guy, young guy matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Bowl. Do you have old guys or young guys or both? One of or do you have one of each or or, uh, or just young guys or just old guys? Oh hell, I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's really hard. I guess to all the old guy, all the old guys are in the NFC, so you won't have that. Does an old guy make it from the NFC? There's only really one young guy left. Uh, kind of hard to predict at this point, just because. I'm as much as I want to believe in the Packers, I'm so gun shy on them just because of what happened in the NFC title game last season. And if you look at their schedule uh, from this past season, it's got to rank on one of the lowest in difficulty. I think one of the only teams that was of high quality were the Titans. And I'll give it this. I mean, they convincingly won in a snow game in Lambeau. Yeah. But, um, you know, out of the NFC, so it's the Rams, really the only young guy now that I think yeah. about it, because it's not a 50-50 split here. So you, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The only team I could really convincingly see in coming out of the NFC, and I'm going against every good judgment I have, which is the Saints. Really? Because the Saints always find some way to screw yeah. it up. But I'm also not sold on the Bucks, and I definitely don't think the Rams can do it. Yeah. And I got that same feeling with the Packers where I'm like, I don't want to trust you quite yet. I'm going Saints-Packers as your matchup there, so you're definitely ending up with an old guy. And the interesting thing is even if Pat Mahomes wins, uh, gets in there, you have another young guy in there. You're going to have young guy versus old guy is my guess, and uh, I think that'll be uh, lovely for the NFL to play that narrative for two weeks into our head without a Pro Bowl. All right, everybody enjoy a delightful divisional round weekend. We are done. Uh, have a great day. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.